We all want something. There's something that's going to make the difference in a situation. There's something that if you only had, it would change the dynamic of your situation. Don't get distracted with the somethings. Go to the only one, Jesus. If we're going to keep the main thing the main thing, don't get distracted with the asks. Just hone it in. Just rein it in and simply say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I invite you into my situation. I invite you into this mess. And I rest assured that you'll take care of it. Does the house believe that this morning? Maybe right now. Maybe right now we need to recalibrate. Maybe just for a moment, as these guys have done such an amazing job leading us into worship, just maybe we take a moment to say, Jesus, I need you and you alone. My kid needs you and you alone. My grandkid needs you and you alone. My situation needs you and you alone. Let's just ask him together. Let's just lift our hands and bring it to him. If you see somebody with their hands up, would you lay a, a, a hand on their shoulder? Don't worry about if they're vaccinated or not. Just lay a hand on their shoulder and let's just believe that God's going to take care of it. Jesus, 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 come into our moments, come into our situations come into our lives. Help us to keep the main thing, the main thing. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Well, God's good, isn't he? I'm uh, so thankful for what God's doing in, in Concord Academy. I'm so thankful what he's doing at, at um, SEU and in your schools. And uh, if you're about ready to launch into Cabarrus County, Mecklenburg County, and you're going you're gonna to do some damage for the kingdom of God. I'm just so excited what God's going to do through your life. It's a tag team effort, isn't it? And don't we need to focus? Speaking of focus, I struggle with focus. I, I know that surprises you. I could be having the hottest worship set in the front row, people worshiping God, and I look up and I say, are those elf boots? Does that guy have on his sister's pants? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I you know, I got, and so, so then I get this stuff, this, my essential oils, <laughs> and I put them on. My, don't tell anybody, but these essential oils, I put them on, and I'm, I'm, I'm reined in. I'm back in. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Kristen gave me, uh, since the last time we met, uh, my essential oil collection has expanded. And she, she's, my, she's sneaky. Because she gives me this new one. And she says, it's a blend. Okay, I'm going to use the blend. And then I realized this morning as I was putting the blend on, you know what it says? It's a calming blend. I don't even know who I am anymore. I...
a calming blend. If, if, if this was around when my father was alive, you know how much money I would have saved in counseling? If, if, I, if I could have snuck this calming blend? But because of the plethora of colors there, I'm putting some more on today. Because, wow, I'm not sure if I'm tripping on LSD, if I'm, uh, I, you know, or if this is the new worship set. It's just, you know. All right, I got to get on with the message, don't I? Keeping the main thing, the main thing. Focus, focus. So excited about this year. Since COVID broke out, since COVID hit, you know, Concord Academy is blessed to have today over 100 new students. Isn't God good? And these guys are hanging around. They're coming. They're staying. They still want to get in. God's just blessed us, Pastor Bill. I mean, we're just so thankful. You know what it is? It's not just an opportunity to come in and educate them. It's an opportunity to invest in their lives so they can become world changers, multipliers in the kingdom of God. And we're just so excited about that. When I think about focus, that's our year's theme here at Concord Academy. We want to keep the main thing the main thing. There's all kinds of things pulling us in different directions. I want to keep Jesus Christ in the center of everything we do, period! Exclamation point. Can you do that? Can you put a period and an exclamation point? Yeah? Can you? You're not sure? Somebody said yes? Anybody flunk English? We can. Good. You said we can. We could. Good. We've been reading a book, and the book says this. It's from Jeff Henderson. We've been walking our staff through it. It's a tremendous challenge. Maybe personally you would take this challenge and maybe corporately we would take this challenge. As Multiply Church, we are as Concord Academy. And it's simply these two questions. What do you want to be known for? And what are you known for? How do we fill in the gaps? What do you want to be known for? And what are you known for? Frankie, what what do you want to be known for? Frankie, what do you want to be known for? How bad am I missing it? What kind of gaps, what kind of bumps do I got to deal with? I mean, what, you know, what kind of barriers? What are some things that I need to own? You know, listen, I can't change something unless I own it. Just listen to your spouse, especially if you're a guy. Be able to look into the mirror of God's word, the mirror, and see, see something that's not right and ask God to help you to perfect it and surrender it. And let's close the gap between what we want to be known for and what we are known for. At Concord Academy, this is what we want to be known for and we pray we are known for, for educating with excellence, for loving Jesus, and for changing the world. If you're in a public school, you can do the same thing. Listen to me. We've got a little corner. I mean, we can throw in Christ-centered curriculum, right? We can have chapel services. We can open up with prayer. We can stop a class and lay a hand on a kid and believe that God's going to meet their need. We're blessed to be able to do that. In a public school, you may have some barriers, but you can still educate with excellence. You can still love Jesus, and we can still change the world for his glory. Homeschoolers, good luck. Anyway, no. 
homeschoolers, we can do it too. <laughs> I want you to think about this with me for a second. Where is it? Is it up on the screen anywhere? Uh, educating with excellence, loving Jesus, changing the world. Just think about this for a second with me. If I educate with excellence and I leave out loving Jesus and I simply am changing the world, I am failing. Because I could be changing the world with the wrong stuff, right? I could give them the best of education and omit Jesus, and they'll become world changers for the other side. If I educate with excellence and love Jesus and do not pursue or push them to change the world, I'm living in a box. And I'm not giving them an opportunity to experience the wonders and the miraculous things that God will do when they surrender their specific missions to God. I have to push them to be disciples. I have to push them to be apostles for the king. Now, this is going to be controversial. If I don't educate with excellence, and I love Jesus, and I change the world, I will get a well done, I may lose my job. But I'm here to tell you, you ask my staff, if you have to sacrifice one of these three, there goes education. You say, you got a school. I got a school, all right. But I am not going to become a glorified Christian school that just has a cross on a logo. I want to be the real deal. And so here's what I'm saying. We won't sacrifice education. We'll give you the best of the best. That's why I got Kristen. I can't even spell education. (laughs) I've got a team under me that's so much brighter than me that is bringing it to the next level. We have kids going into colleges, excelling. We have people in the workplace. I mean, listen, we will educate with excellence. But by the grace of God, we will continue to love Jesus and change the world one student at a time. So whatever you're doing, whatever you got to do, whatever your job is, just plug that in. A plumber with excellence. A doctor with excellence. Right? Whatever my hand finds to do, do it with all my might unto the Lord. Let's be the best that we can be. But let's love him. And let's be world changers. When you look at Luke 24, I, I, I just got stuck there. And, 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 and I, I just want to open it with you. I'm, it, you're going to see it on the screen, but let me give you a little bit of a... Of a okay, this, this pulpit is moving. Oh, my God. Time out. <laughs> Kristen, I may need you to sit here and just hold it, if you don't mind. No, you don't. In Luke 24, we, 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 we unpack the resurrection the walk to Emmaus, Jesus appearing to the disciples, his ascension. In verse 38, we see Jesus asking, why are you frightened? Now, imagine the scenario here. These disciples walked with him, they talked with him, they broke bread with him, they experienced him, but there was just something not firing on all cylinders in their understanding of what was taking place. There were some blinders. There was some, there was some, something getting in the way 
of comprehension. They were unsettled. They were disturbed. They were troubled. They had doubting questions. And so do we. And so do our kids. And so do our grandkids. Have you found out just because you brought a kid to Sunday school? Remember? Sunday school? Right? I mean, you brought it, just because you brought a kid to Sunday school and duct taped him to a chair, he's not an evangelist today? Right? Just because your mama or your father was, was just the best of the best in serving Jesus, it, it, that's not just passed on to you. That's given to you to perfect. Now, I believe we do it. I believe we bring the kids. I mean, listen, don't, don't get me wrong. We do, the, we do everything we can to get them in an environment conducive to God's spirit and, and based on God's word. But listen, we've got to do our part and hear Jesus. So why are you, fight, why are you frightened? Why are you unsettled? Why are you disturbed? Why are you troubled? Verses 43 and 44, in between those two verses, where Jesus was eating a piece of fish, he simply watched. Many days had taken place. And then we come into verse 44. Look at it on the screen. Read it with me as I read it with you from the message. Then he said everything. I told you while I was with you comes to this. All the things written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms have been fulfilled. Those were the three major divisions of the Hebrew Bible. Everything's been right. We know today that the entire Old Testament points to the Messiah, right? We get that. We understand that. We, we digest that. He went on to open their understanding of the Word of God, showing them how to read their Bibles this way. He said, you can see how it is written that the Messiah suffers. He rises from the dead on the third day, and then a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all the nations, Starting from here, from Jerusalem, you're the first to hear and see it. You're the witnesses. What comes next is very important. I'm sending what my Father promised to you. So stay here in the city until he arrives, until you're equipped with a power from on high. Equipped with a power from on high. You see, the disciples had been unable to comprehend the Scripture's teaching concerning this crucifixion and resurrection. That blows me away, right? I mean, you know, you're, you're in the presence of yet. Is there a lesson there? Is there a lesson there? I'm about to talk about the Word, the Spirit, and mission. You're not going to get that. I'm not going to get that by just showing up here on Sunday morning. That doesn't just take place with a hot worship set, although that's great. We've got to put together the package so that we can be effective in this kingdom work. And, it, and, so it's, and, and I, love this, I love this verse. And this is where I camped out for a while, Luke 24, 45. Look what it says from the Passion Translation. He supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of scriptures. 
People, we need to begin to pray that God would supernaturally unlock and give a fresh revelation, not only to you and me, but a fresh revelation of who he is to our kids, our grandkids, to the kids in our classrooms, to the kids in our neighborhoods. We need a fresh revelation. In case you haven't noticed, the world is putting on a full court press. And the old press breaks don't work anymore. Dwayne, we've got to be creative. We need new discernment. We need God to show us new and fresh ways. When we read the scriptures in the morning or in noontime or day, whenever we break the word of God, may things come out of it that we've never seen before, that give us a fresh revelation of who he is, so that when we receive and we walk in the spirit of God, we're giving the world something fresh, something revelatory, and something needed for the kingdom. You got to work it. I got to work it, plan my work, work my plan. Other translations say this, he unlocked their understanding. He opened their minds and understanding. He thoroughly opened their minds. So now what happens? They had a revelation. They had a promised empowerment. And they had a new commissioning. And it moved them from disciples to apostles with this newness. I don't know if you've heard those words. We're an apostolic center. We're believing that God is going to use us, use our churches, use our ministries to set forth ones that are going to be different makers, difference makers in the kingdom of God. It may not look the same. You you see these kids up here worshiping this way? When I got hired, if I showed up to work the first day looking like that, I'd have been flipping burgers at McDonald's the next 15 minutes. It's a different day and a different time. And that's okay. That's great. I get a kick now out of of these. Go watch a volleyball game. When I first got saved, our school, the girls wore culottes. They're still in counseling. We told Tori, Tori wanted to know why, why, why do I have to wear culottes? Because you can't, honey, because you know, you're trying to, you know, you got to, this is your daughter. This is, this is a rule. Even if you don't like a rule, you got to, you know, you, you, we lie to our kids, okay? And so, and, and, and so, so, so I got to tell her, I got to say, okay, Tori, Tori, the reason you're wearing those culottes is because they don't want you to be a stumbling block for any of these young Well, I promise you I'm no stumbling block. It looks like two toothpicks coming out. Focus. Let's take it to the next step. Word, spirit, mission. Word, spirit, mission. In his book, The Rise and Fall of Movements, Steve Addison revisited and challenged us to return to our identity which is found in Jesus, which is found in the Word, the Spirit, and in our mission. 
You know that Jesus started this movement and Jesus still leads the way. What did Jesus do? He opened up the scriptures to them. He gave them this fresh revelation we're talking about. Listen, that's not a spooky term. A fresh revelation is simply you and I waking up to the realities of Scripture that we're not bright enough to see, but His Spirit given to us, given through us, helps us to see it in a new and a fresh way. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. He prepared for them the coming of the Holy Spirit in power, and He explained that their mission was to go into all the nations. Kevin, these SEU students are going to do things down the road that you and I can, couldn't ever imagine doing. This young man's going to touch his generation for Christ in a way that you and I could never do it. And how's he going to do it? SEU is going to get down and is going to help them to understand the power of God's Word. Help them to understand the power of walking in the Spirit of God. And help them to understand that they have an individual and we have a corporate mission to go into all the world and preach this gospel, making disciples. World changers. Multipliers. For us, what do we do? We obey the living Word of God. We depend on the Holy Spirit and we fulfill the mission given for us. You say, my mission is so puny. No mission is puny. No mission is too small. When I'm watching this, I say, listen, I got this thing. I think we know what we're doing with the school. God's been good. We're going to continue to look into it. But how does this translate for me as husband, as father, as grandfather? Am I just telling these turkeys to get into the Word and be open to the Spirit? Because you're going to be a world changer. What does that even mean? As my grandkids are transitioning, as my grandkids are growing up, I want them to see me reading God's Word. I love baseball. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But if I talk more about baseball than I do God's Word, I am failing my grandkids. This Bible is is kind of worn out. I got black duct tape. It's an old message. You know what I love about the message? You can say anything you want. No, I'm just kidding. I love the message because it unpacks for me. I always compare it to other translations. But Eugene Peterson had it's really a paraphrase, it's not a translation, right, Pastor Doug? Kinda? Yeah. That's a meds. Correct me at break. Because yeah. He used the original. Yeah. So he used the original language to unpack this thing. Okay? But I'm telling you, Eugene Peterson couldn't pen this. Unless he had a fresh revelation from God. And you say, it's a little flaky. Welcome to my world. 
But there are truths in here that we have so many translations and paraphrases that can help us get a little clearer understanding of what God's Word is saying. All right? So we get a little bit closer. But a fresh revelation from the Spirit of God takes it to a whole different level. I want to obey God's word. I want to depend on his Holy Spirit. And I want to be faithful to his mission. I want to be a grandfather and a father of excellence. I want to love Jesus. I want to change the world so that my kids want to follow in the steps of and do what God's called them to do. In a time and in a place and to a generation, I will not see. Anybody watch the Field of Dreams the other night? Come on now. <laughs> Thursday night. Yankees and Sox. Some of you right now are Googling Field of Dreams. <laughs> you know 1989? Everybody remember 1989? All right. The boots he had on last week were from 1989. And Field of Dreams... Just kidding, I think, yeah. Did they have a zipper on the side? I just want to know. Because, you know, during All I Want Is You, Jesus, I'm like, does he have a zipper on the side of those boots? Just was wondering. If I took my shirt off and nobody wants that, trust me. You would see black and blue under here because that's the side Kristen sits on. Anybody get that? Any fathers get that? Any husbands? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You're bru- yeah, you need vitamin E. Take a lot of vitamin E. That's what I do. I don't bruise as bad. You know, just. Nineteen eighty-nine Yankees in, in White Sox. On August twelfth, Thursday night. In Iowa, we saw this. My Yanks and the Sox coming through the cornfield. If you understand anything about the story, you can Google it, not now, preferably. But Ray heard a voice that said, if you build it, he will come. God help me to build a faith base. To build here an atmosphere and an environment. To build here a field of dreams that has nothing to do with baseball, but everything to do with heaven. And then as I was Clicking through, I told you I stalked my daughter's uh, Facebook account. I don't have Facebook. My daughter made the mistake of telling me her sign-in for her Facebook. And evidently I have fat thumbs and I like some things I shouldn't like. All I'm doing is moving. I, I don't know what I'm liking here, you, you, you know, but I get in trouble for it, you know. And 
I get calls every once in a while, Dad, did you push a like on, you know, believing in murder in some cases? So I said, give it to Jason. He deserves it. I mean, go, let him deal with it. Let him deal with it. And I was, as I was clicking through her Facebook, this picture came up. You see, that says everything to me. See, that's your kids. That's your grandkids. That's the kids in the classroom. They're looking out from the cornfield. And they're glancing at heaven. They're glancing at a ball field that they just want to play on. These little turkeys want to play on that ball field. I want those little turkeys to play on the streets of gold. I want to make it to glory. And they're glancing at us. They're looking at us. I was, I was, I, the other day, I just, I just went into the closet. Pulled out my old catcher's mitt. Bill, feels so good. Got this 45 years ago. Where are you going with this? I don't know yet. Roll with me. <laughs> but as a kid, I would lay in the bed on 75 Pier Street in the middle of winter and just smell the baseball, waiting for the spring. When I got the new glove, it was like, like a cardboard. I broke it in, and I loved the game of baseball. Hear me out. I love the game of baseball. Sundays when the Knights are playing home, I'm down there in the dugout. I, I'm able to bring them the bread of life. I'm able to talk to them about Jesus. I'm able, able to be there. In a few, I sit there. I grab some peanuts. I can't eat peanuts in front of my wife. She won't. I can't eat cereal in front of my wife. I got a lot of issues. I, I can't. And, and just, I got to go on the back porch. You know what I mean? It's just, you know. But anyway, I got all this different stuff. And I watch these guys take BP. I said, God, you're so good to me. I've loved this game, and I died to this game, and you resurrected this opportunity for me to bring Jesus. It's part of the fulfillment of a mission that God has given me. I don't deserve it. I don't know how I got it, but God unpacked it. I love playing catch. You know, at the end of the game, at the end of the movie, Ray asked this question. Is there heaven? In the spirit of Ray's father, John says, it's a place where dreams come true. And then Ray and his dad play catch. You'd have caught it, Bill. And some healing takes place. Well, I'm playing catch ahead of time. Look at this. I'm at the beach this year, and there's Tripp. And Tripp decides he's going to try pitching. I said, okay, I'll work with you. I'm an old catcher. I can't squat anymore. I had to sit in that stupid chair. <laughs> I didn't chase any pass balls either. Go get it. <laughs> Throw strikes, 
run two miles. Kid was piping strikes all day. It was just great. God's word says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. Number two for me is I have no greater joy than to hear one of my grandkids wants to be a catcher. Look at this picture. Trip wants to be. I got a glove. It's a brand new mitt. Now you know what I do with my socks. So Wilson, A2000. You've seen a few of those in your day. A little stiff. He's not ready for it. I'm going to break it in for him. And I'm looking forward to the day when I'm, when I'm sitting in the stands like you have, watching this kid catch. Oh, he's got a good arm. He's got a good sense for the game. And he loves the game. When he's ready, I'll give it to him. It's a tool. He wants it now. He's probably going to show up in a second service and say, Pop, when am I going to get that? And I'm going to say, it was just an illustration. Kid, you're never getting this glove. I just... <laughs> no, I'm going I'm to give him the glove in due time. I'll continue to read this word from the message because it's my favorite. As long as God gives me the ability here on earth. But I got a brand new one for that kid. He may not be ready for that glove, but he's ready for this book. Is heaven real, Pop? You better believe it, kid. You may see me in the bleachers cheering you on at a baseball game, but there's going to be a day that I won't be in that seat, but I'm going to be in a heavenly seat, and I'm going to be watching from up there, and heaven won't be the same without you, kid. Be there. Live to be there. You say, so what does that have to do? That means we got to read God's word. That means we better be available to his spirit. That means we need a fresh revelation of the king through his word. And that means we need to be about our mission, whether we're 15, 50, or 90. God's got something for you to do. And you say, I don't know what it looks like. You gotta have a kid. You gotta have a grandkid. You gotta have a great grandkid. You've gotta have some nieces and nephews. Start in that mission field. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on some stuff that hasn't been delivered yet exactly the way I would plan. But as I read this book, I'm okay that it's taken a little time because he's going to come through. And when he does, this old man's going to give him glory and honor and praise.
Let's stand together and let's ask God to help us to move with a fresh revelation of who he is. To be sure that we're open to God's spirit. That just like Ray heard a voice of his father, may we hear the voice of God's spirit that says, and let's pave a way for the little rugrats. Teachers, there's a kid that needs Christ in your classroom this year. And who knows, that kid could be the next Billy Graham. But don't look for the ones that you think are going to be the big splash. Just give them all to Jesus. And give them all Jesus. And let's believe that God's going to raise up a generation of divine ripples that are going to go into the next generation and do greater things for God than we could ever imagine. Multiplied influence. God's going to do it. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, in this room, I know there's some that perhaps need to surrender to you. If you're in this room and you need the touch of the king, that somehow, some way today that the Holy Spirit gave you a little bit of a fresh revelation of the fact that he died for you. And you need Jesus. Would you lift your hand up? Would you lift your hand up? God, help these guys. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that hand. Thank you, Jesus, for these hearts. You've been reading the Word and it's been a little dull. You want God to give you a fresh revelation of His Word so that you can move by His Spirit and do something. You need a fresh revelation. Lift your hand right now, Father. Just give these guys fresh revelations from Your Word. And I pray that God would ignite before everybody in this room and on the screen a vision, a dream. And might that dream be surrendered to Jesus and heaven. And God, I pray that you would help each of us to do what we could do for this next generation, beginning with our families, so we can be sure that they would be there. Is there a heaven? Oh, yes, there is. And by the grace of God, I'm going to take everybody I can with me. How about you? Bless this crew in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.